Hello guys, welcome to Christian Guys Talk, a podcast where Christian Guys Talk. I've got Caleb here and I've got Tim here. Hello, hello. Oh, what's and, up? Well, the first thing I'm going to start off with is the bad news. The bad news is that we're not going to have an episode for next week. Um, but the good news is, is that the reason we're not going to have a podcast next week is because we are going to be up in Louisiana volunteering with Samaritan's Purse. Yay! Yeah, and um, so we'll be able to bless people up there that, uh, I think it's Huma, I think it's the name of the city. Yeah. yeah. It's the place where the... It's right on the coast. Coast. Yeah, it's, it's right where the hurricane came through, and um, so there's a bunch of houses that need repair and stuff, so we're just going to be able to go and help help out there, so... We're going to have fun on that trip. Yeah. Just got, just got COVID tested like three hours ago. So less than that, like less than that. Yeah. So we are Run fresh, a fresh off a COVID test. Gas station parking lot. All negative. It was yeah. quite something. From a gas station. Pa- okay. Abandoned gas station parking lot. If you've ever gotten a COVID test from an abandoned gas station parking lot, just shoot us an email. That'd have, be great. We have a lot in common with you. Yeah. We, um, we'd love to hear second, about your it's actually spiritual my second, experience from that. It's my yeah. second uh, parking lot abandoned, or it was Wait, a gas really? station. Ecuador. Ecuador oh, I did oh, okay. Ecuador, yeah, okay. Yeah. We went, That's we, pretty we sick. Were leaving, when we were leaving Guayaquil, or Puerto Cayo, we left Puerto Cayo, and we were going through a, a major city, and we did our COVID tests on the side of a road at a gas station, and our, our wonderful missionary, Ernesto is his name, set, set up this covid test and they just pulled tables out we sat down and they huh. stuck it up there and we got back on the bus and we, we read that's the results pretty cool. of our tests in honduras when we pulled over to get gas because we were in a bus we had the actual test in like a full-on hospital it was pretty sweet Dang. actually they had ac i didn't go anywhere so i didn't need tests to come back I'm so sorry <laughs> i stayed in florida all right so our topic today and I'm, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to a really good friend of ours um some of you guys may know him um, some of you guys wish you knew him. Um, our our wonderful good friend Josh Ye, who's currently oh, at yeah. Pepperdine University, California, um, in Malibu, California. He was a he's a former student. He had a he about oh, three months, four months off that he wasn't going to go to Pepperdine, right? Yeah, that's three when months. he came. That's when he came to school. Yeah. So he did he did one of one of BMW's terms like semesters with us before he went to Pepperdine. Um, and so we, anyways, we're really good, all really good friends, the four of us. And we gave him access to kind of the brains of the operations of CGT. And so he has access and he kind that of, that was a scary thing. We don't he, know. We didn't he, know what he was going to put on he there. Kind of, uh, he, he got, gets in the brain sometimes and puts down topics and we really like this one. All right. I really like this one. I'm really excited about, um, this question that he put in. So Josh Ye put in. Why should I go on a summer mission trip when I can just send money overseas? So the money that I put into a summer trip or to send to support another individual going overseas, why don't I just put that money over there, just really direct to a a ministry that's over there? What's what's my reasoning? So It's it's pretty tough. It's a tough one. We actually went over this in our missions one class here at school uh, in the spring. And it was a very, for me personally, it was a very emotional topic because I, as soon as I heard the question, I was like, that is so dumb. Why is that even a question? <laughs> because, and this is one of the reasons I think you should go on a summer trip or go on, go into missions and why you should maybe send your, 
finances to a missionary that's going over there is first off for me, first and foremost, most importantly, the, the spiritual growth that happens when an individual goes on a summer trip, it's, there's, there's, it's, I don't know what the word is. It, no money can buy it, you know? And so right. first yeah. and foremost, if you just sent your money over there, like, yes, that's great. And people do that. And that's awesome. And that needs to happen. There's a, there's a time and there's a space for that. But the impact that it has on the missionary that's going over there and um, being able to see as, as the ministries over there or as the children's homes over there, for the nationals to be able to see a person in front of them that says, hey, I'm here so I can help serve in this area, it means a lot to them. It's encouraging to them. And so that's just one reason why I think the summer trip or why you should donate and support other missionaries. Um, it doesn't just have to be a summer trip with teen missions. But I think that's a big aspect is the spiritual growth and just the way that you learn and the way that you kind of um, mature spiritually and in, in every other way, mentally, emotionally, all of that I think is super, super important. So um, what do you guys think? I mean, first thing that comes to your mind when you think of that question, like what, what do you guys think? So yeah, obviously, if you send um, money over to the country that you're going to, you're obviously going to be able to do a whole lot more because most of the money that you're spending on your mission trip is going into uh, your travel over there and your food costs to feed you while you're there. Mm -hmm. And there's only a very little amount that's going into your project. So obviously, if you stayed home and just sent money over to... Um, the country that you want to help, sure. It, you're you're gonna you're gonna impact them a lot more in the sense of uh, the project that you're trying to fulfill. So if yeah. you're trying to feed people, if you just sent money over there, you you you'd be able to feed a whole lot more people. Yeah. And if um, you were planning on building something, if you just spent if you just sent money over there, they would have more money for the building projects and stuff. Yeah. But the thing about a mission trip is the experience that you get. The eye, the the fact that your eyes are open to missions is very important. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you can send money over there, but to be able to go over there and see the need and to um, be able to be Christ's hands and feet in that place will open your eyes, and then. Perhaps when you get back, you'll be more inclined to donate to them mm -hmm. and donate to whatever mission is going on over Absolutely. there that's run. Uh, that that's a very important part about a mission trip is just opening your eyes to world missions and the need in other countries. Yeah. Totally. So it's not it's not just about doing the project; it's about the change in you, the spiritual, like you were saying before, the spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. um, and even for other people, sometimes it's good for them to just see that there's people that care enough to come all the way out there and to visit with them. Yeah. Like the missionaries, I, I know for, I know they've always told me it's, it's a huge encouragement to see you guys come out here, um, and spend time with us, even like taking time out of giving your summers, up, giving, giving up, giving, giving up, up your, your time to As go over American, there. As an American, the summer is like. That's your oh man, my dad. Prime time. That's prime time for an American dude. Like we are partying it up. 
Well, my dad's business is always no, crazy I'm not, booming I'm not during that time. Like that's where business, all the yeah, jobs business are. Business could be booming. Yeah, is during the like summertime. all the schools and everything are shut down. So then so all the kids are running around, and like it gets hot. So then all like the tourists and everyone are coming in because they like the really hot weather. They go beaches and they this go is like specifically Florida here. Amusement parks, water parks. Gets I real think hot. Of, I think of this verse, and before I before I say what I'm about to say, I, I want to emphasize that I am totally a big fan and big advocate for anyone who's listening to this who su- just supports like the yeah, children's home overseas or just yeah. they directly give it to the ministry overseas. And there's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that's either. That's great. That's awesome. Praise the Lord that you're able to do that and that you have the heart for that. Um, please, you know, continue to just go about, you know, what God's telling you to do and where God's leading you. But I just, it, it just frustrates me a little bit that this question is sometimes asked around in different circles. I think it's a good question that needs to be asked, but the, I think one of the biggest things is that, I mean, it says in scripture, Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Like we're called to be witnesses. Well, how are you going to witness something if you're not there in person? You know, how are, how are people supposed to witness that? Am I like, am I, is that a little far off or, I mean, I think that's right on. Would you say, would you say that's what Paul was saying? And we, yeah, we need to be witnesses. He's saying Jerusalem, Judea. So obviously you need to start where you're at because he's, he's talking about Jerusalem and then Judea and then to the ends of the earth Yeah. and Samaria and the other most parts of the earth. So he's saying to start where you're at and then but how are we supposed to be witnesses at the ends of the earth? The, yeah. First, if, if we're staying at home. It says, I mean, it says to the ends of the earth. So at one, at some point we are going to get to the end of the earth or we're going to go out from where we're in our communities. Yeah. Like at some point we get out, we go out and we get out. And so I don't know how they're supposed to do that. If you're just, you just don't, if you just don't go, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like if you're not supporting missionaries, then there's no one going to be able to go to the ends of the earth. We're only supporting parts of part of the, part of the great commission. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but yeah, it's not, and that that's not saying that you have to go on. You have to go on a mission yeah, trip. It's obviously, definitely yeah. based on how God calls you. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is called to be a missionary. I think I talked about this in a paper I wrote once. Not everyone is called to be a missionary because if everyone were missionaries, then who would support them? Right. It's so like as Tim was saying, we are definitely not against sending money to support missions or giving money to your church we actually support that it's a very biblical concept and without people who send money overseas and support overseas missions and evangelism and such the three of us would be out of job yeah it's it's what we do we can't do it in our own power we have to rely on other people giving donations teen missions is a non-profit organization we don't produce stuff that we sell and all this it's all donation based also, real quick, I just want to uh, correct myself. I said Paul was the author of Acts. It was it was Luke. So I, I want to apologize real quick. So no one heretic. calls me a heretic. I, I got really excited and I just slipped. <laughs> so it, it's Luke. My bad. I think Paul was even there. Like he wasn't even no, a believer he was yet. Not. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even. Yeah. Anyways, no. I I don't know. I just think it's a. I think there needs to be financial support going to. Missionaries so that, people overseas and people 
the ends of the earth can see, um, see someone there that cares and that, that is just a huge impact, I think. So especially with teen missions, cause they know that summertime for teenagers is the time out of school. And yeah. so they're, they're going to want to be doing a whole, all kinds of stuff that's, you know, fun, that's benefiting them. And then when they see a group of teenagers that gave up that summer, that summer break to come over to their country and visit with them and help them out with any projects they need to get done, mm-hmm. that is a huge blessing for them. Yeah. I mean, I, that's how, that's how it'd be for me, especially if I, if I had a group of teenagers that, um, came and helped me out with, with the projects that I need to get done and just visited with me. Like that would be so encouraging. Yeah. So it's definitely, it's summer trips are, are very important. Like when people say there's all all kinds of people out there that saying, don't go on mission trips, mission trips are harmful. If you're doing it wrong. Yes. You definitely have to be trained. Sorry. Uh, I just hit the mic. If you're going there just to take pictures and, and say, oh, I went on a mission trip. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. Which but is if where, you're going this is there where, this to encourage people. Missions, we, get, we get in a scary place because, especially for this year in 2022, we have all of these really, really cool locations and destinations and teams like Fiji, Poland, Iceland. And I think for me, it's a really scary thing when we start. I mean, those are re- the, those countries, they need Jesus too. But if we get to a point where we have kids come in that are only there to take pictures, that's like kind of, I don't know. It's a detriment to the ministry. It's a detriment to, yeah, what God is wanting for, I don't know, that team. It says in Mark 16, 15, uh, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Um, That verse for me backs up the the fact and the point that people need to be going overseas and people can't go overseas unless they are, um, supported financially and, and in prayer. And so, uh, prayer most importantly, but also financially. And so I think that's just a ginormous, it's a ginormous part. And again, I, I say it's super, um, great that people do support directly to a ministry overseas or to, um, children's homes or whatever it would be. But I think there is a place where, we also need to be supporting missionaries. And again, I'm biased because I'm a missionary that's getting supported. So, um, or this we'll is be, not or, a, this is not a plug to say, Hey, support us. Yeah. But it's just, it's just a thing where in our it modern day, in our yeah. culture, it's a question. And so, um, you know, I personally, I think we just need to be able to talk about it and answer it. Talking about support. It reminds me, I don't remember the exact reference, but the verse, a worker is worthy of his wages talking about the workers for Christ and you look to I think it's in Deuteronomy where it's, there's a verse that says but do not do not forget the Levite something along those lines because the context of that verse the Levites didn't get a land inheritance like they had some land simply so they could keep themselves up but their inheritance in the promised land was the work of the Lord and they survived their lifestyle was off of they would get a certain part of the sacrifices that were made and then everyone would bring their tithe to the Levite and that's how the Levite would survive so that they could focus wholeheartedly on the work of the Lord. Right. Because there's a, as shown by Paul in his ministry in one of the, one or both of the Corinthians, when he was in Corinth, he was, he 
he was a tent maker by trade, and that's what he did. He would make tents during the work hours, and afterward he would go to the synagogue and reason with all the Jews and the teachers of the law. And that's what is coined by other people about Paul, known as a tent maker ministry, where a minister, minister or a missionary or someone in a position of ministry is they work on their own to support themselves while also doing their ministry. Yeah. And one of the things with teen missions is we, we don't disregard that at all. That's definitely prevalent and effective. It works, but teen missions as a ministry requires what we call faith-based support where we ask people for support because we need to be able to dedicate our full time and our full effort to the work of the Lord. And again, this is not a plug to say that you guys should report a support report. This is not, we're not saying that you should support us, but we're saying that if like that's, it's a biblical concept, the worker is worthy of his wages and the person working for God and expanding the kingdom if he's going to dedicate, he or she are going to dedicate all of their effort and all of their energy into the work, then they can't also focus on building support for themselves and working and getting right. everything that they need. Yeah. And if you also look at the context of when Paul uh, started tent making, it was because there was people accusing him of only preaching the gospel so that he could get money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was saying that's not the reason. So he he proved that to them by raise, by raising not raising his own support, but working for his own there's living. Easier, there's easier ways that. of getting money than being in missions. Like yeah. <laughs> so he he was proving proving to them that he wasn't just preaching the gospel because he wanted the support of the churches. Yeah. But that he truly wanted to do the work of the Lord. Yeah. And that only. What an example. Yeah, so I think, I don't know, and you guys can give us your thoughts. Uh, you guys can text us or, sorry, not text us, DM us or email us um, your thoughts on this. But it's just that we just want to encourage you guys that, hey, there is a, there's a place for everything. And um, I think, you know, just me personally, I, th- I think it's a, it is a big deal that there are missionaries getting sent out and that are able to go and be there in person. Um, and just be witnesses uh, to the ends of the earth. I think, you know, we talked about the, the growth that happens for me personally. I, I grow a lot on teams, on team mission teams and, um, that experience that I, that I have and that the ways in the ways that I grow and the ways that you guys grow and, um, you can't put a price on that. And Mm -hmm. that's something that as a supporter, you can thank them and just have them reflect on the fact that, Hey, you were a part of, you were a part of two very big things in the sense that you, you supported the, the kid or the missionary to go to that destination to that location and impact that place. But then as a supporter, you also support, you also were a part of the person's growth in the sense that you're your support got them there to the point where they could grow and they could learn. And so I think that's like, that's a win-win that's, and that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so if you feel like the Lord is calling you or leading you or urging you to go on, on a mission trip, if you feel like the spirit's leading you to go on a mission trip, don't, 
hesitate because there's some YouTube video out there, video out there telling you you shouldn't go on a mission trip. Mm -hmm. And but obviously, don't just go on a mission trip so that you can send pictures, put pictures on social media, and tell everybody how good of a person you are because you went and that's where it becomes detrimental. Held little African babies. Yeah, it's so. If you feel like the Lord is leading you to go on a mission trip, do it. Mm -hmm. But do it for the right reasons. Yeah. Pray hard about it. Don't just make the decision because you feel like you'd be a better person if you went on a mission trip. It's another thing our teacher said in the in our missions one class whenever we brought whenever this was brought up in in the class that semester in the spring was it can also be a detriment because you are now sending instead of sending, you know, a thousand dollars over there to the specific ministry overseas, you are now putting your money into a person who could possibly go over there and be detrimental and burn bridges. Yeah, exactly. Like ruin the entire testimony of the missionary. Because they either they went in town and they did stuff or they said something really disrespectful to a village elder or or they totally they offended, offended them someone. by not living they, the type of culture they that, crashed someone's vehicles, they broke some a bunch of people's tools, they were reckless, yeah. whatever it is. So we need to be very careful. We need to be very careful that we're going in there with respect. Mm-hmm. And just prepare your heart and your mind and be trained in whatever you are planning to do over there. That's one thing Teen Missions really prides itself on is having that two weeks of, of boot camp, which is just missionary training, um, both practically and spiritually, and going over those types of things so that when we get overseas... Um, the team members and the leaders and everyone are prepared for what may come at them and they're prepared for um, the culture in a sense and they know how to put up a building or they know how to pour concrete uh, or make trusses or do evangelism and ways that we can um, just present ourselves in an honoring and glorifying way to God and and in that we will be respectful and loving to the the culture and to the people there. So that was one big part I think that people that people that say, yeah, we should just send our money over there instead of putting it into people. I think that's one point that they use quite frequently because of our imperfections as, as people and um, the, maybe the risk of sending an imperfect person over there. But yeah, I think another verse that's coming to mind right now is Matthew nine thirty seven, And he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Mm. The harvest is plentiful, mm-hmm. but the workers are few. Mm-hmm. Like teen missions can look at our history and you look in the late eighties and nineties, we were sending like upwards of 1500 people overseas on teams. But now you look at these past few years and we're like at 300 or so, Yeah, which God can still work in 300. And he still does work in 300. I saw several people get saved. There was one person for sure on my team, a couple of people that I counseled in boot camp, so praise the Lord. He's still working. But the workers are few when the harvest is still plentiful. And it's all it's great to send money, as we've said many, many times already. But if there's nobody over there working, then what's the money going to be used for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want, I really, I just want to make sure I don't want to offend anyone with my opinion. I think it is great, again, that you guys, that people do that. Um, But like I said, uh, yet again, there is a place for, for everything. 
Um, you want to take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. So while we were just talking about the topic of support and sending money overseas versus supporting missionaries or going on mission trips, it's been on our hearts recently. That's why we wanted to talk about it because part of the program that we have here, we're at the Bible School at Teen Missions International. We have two years of classes and training. We go on summer teams with Teen Missions to help us get that experience. But then after that, after you graduate from classes, you take a one-year internship at Teen Missions bases around the seas, around the seas, around the world. So it's really been on our hearts because we are now working towards fundraising for that. So we just wanted to ask if you can keep us in your prayers that we would have wisdom so that we would be able to know where we're going to go and that we'll be able to get the support that we need so that we can actually take the internship and serve the Lord for that last year to finish up our commitment. Thank you. So real quick, we want to give a, uh, a really quick shout out to uh, the TMI meme page on Instagram. You guys can go follow them. It's at TMI meme page. Um, the creator of the, the group is a really good friend of us, of ours, sorry, grammar, um, <laughs> is a really good friend of ours. Uh, his name's Ethan Decker and he is a four time FT, a three time. He's been on teams. He's been on team missions teams multiple times. Um, he's a really cool guy, super funny, super, uh, respectful and just a, he's a, a really cool dude. So he made this meme page and um, they're really funny. If you, any of you guys are FTMs or were associated with teen missions in any sense, they will be applicable to you. You will die laughing. I know yeah, you'll I get do. them and they'll be funny. I think they, they post probably two to three times a week and they're always just, they make me laugh and, and they're just a, a, a cool encouragement. Quick disclaimer so. though, TMI meme page is not affiliated with teen missions. International. No, it is a, it is a, a independent run yeah. independent thing. So I just want to give them a quick shout out. They they promoted us on their page. I think does he have a thousand? How many followers does he have? I'm quite trying to few. pull it up, but I can't. He's got quite a few. He's got he's got a good bit. So anyhow, follow at Team I Mean page on Facebook. Um, DM them and just let them know. Instagram. I don't know if they have what did Facebook. I say? Oh, Facebook. my bad. I think yeah, def- I mean definitely Instagram. On Instagram. I don't think they have a Facebook, but they definitely do have an Instagram. Um, so yeah, follow them. Yeah, I'm ready. Thank you. All right, we're going to go into our segment called Top 3. Today it's going to be a little more fun. Actually, all of them have been fun, in my opinion. We're going to do Top 3 movies. No bias. I hope you guys think they're fun. I hope you guys, I think they're fun. Let us know if you think they're not, because there's no reason we should do it if you're not enjoying it. (laughs) When you're biased on your own podcast. Um, (laughs) So we're going to do Top 3 movies today, which is gonna be this one's a hard one for me because i literally just told the guys okay, actually this one's so easy i have a google doc that oh, top- i don't don't i haven't shown anyone oh man but i've had it for like a while now it's been like eight months and it's literally just my list of favorite things wow like anything i can think of like animals i have my yeah. top it's my top five of oh, movies that- is on there top five That's favorite animals Top five favorite foods, top five favorite movies, top five favorite countries. So he's just five, gone through and just chosen members. his answer for everything on these. <laughs> top five friends. I have like 15 pages of them. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, if you have it, then man, go for it. Is it pulled up? Yeah. You go yeah. first, Caleb. All right. 
Just tell us this what your favorite movie is and why I like oh, it. I actually have to, I have to adjust this. It's changed. I haven't opened this in like a good month. Favorite animal? Watch pandas. Watch too many good movies. No, my favorite then. animal is a turtle. Oh, well. everyone, everyone knows that. If you know me, you know my favorite animal is a turtle. Okay, but my favorite movie <laughs> is by far The Princess Bride. Whoa, it is. That movie is so. It is a phenomenal. It's so quotable. Like it's a good one. Yeah, it you is. can fit it into like every day. It's a good one. Ah, uh, it's such good quotes. Such it a was, good movie. What's a close it, second? I wouldn't say a close second, but The Incredibles is number two. Oh, The Incredibles. Where's my super suit? It's, it's a, <laughs> I, I know uh, the entire movie, every single away. line. It's good. Oh, man. It's, it's really good. The second See, one was bad. There, there is a close third to The Incredibles, and that one's Aladdin, the original the animated? animated Aladdin. I really, mm. I, I actually actively dislike the live action Aladdin. I haven't, seen I haven't even I haven't seen attempted listening. I haven't seen the animated one. Watching it. Well, those are, those are my top three That's movies. Pretty good. Nice. Solid. Gabe, you have yours? Me? Or do you want me to go? Um, well, my favorite movie is actually the movie that I'm named after. Uh, I like I, one of my favorite movies is The Patriot. You're wait, you're not. I, am, I thought you were named after the angel. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought, I thought you were not named, named after the angel. Uh, well, that's, that's one of the reasons. But my name is Gabriel Martin. Live, oh. so it's named after the the movie The Patriot. I really love American history, and so like seeing a movie that's based it's it's, it's historical fiction, obviously. You'd be really but it's good. it's during really it's during the Steve revolution. Peterson. It's during the Revolutionary War, and it's just got a great theme to it. He's a dad that um, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to fight in the war because. Uh, he has a family and his, his wife had passed away, and but then it, and, and something ends up happening and he ends up joining. So it's just, it's just really cool. I did movie. not know you were named after a movie. Neither did I. Wow. I thought you were the, I thought you were named after, I mean, I'm sure that does have implications too, but I thought you were named after the angel, like the messenger. Well, I, I, probably yes. both. But okay. I'll talk to your dad about it. <laughs> you have yeah. a close second? Close second. Ooh. Any other movies you're named after? I also really liked the princess bride. That's wow. a hilarious really? movie. That's not, yeah. even, that's not even close. I mean, it might not even be in my top 10. That and Nacho Libre. You've obviously never seen The Princess Bride. If, brother, there's just so many good movies. In my, uh, these, uh, yeah, all, also, all just top it by a Nacho lot. Libre. Okay. Not, Such a funny it's movie. It's not my top five, but it, it's it's pretty funny. It's, pretty it's good. a great movie. I enjoy it. Napoleon Dynamite's stupid. Napoleon, okay. See, <laughs> that's the problem. You're one of those people I, that it, says Napoleon I, I Dynamite is stupid. I laughed. No offense it, to those people, but. What <laughs> offense? It is stupid, but the, it's, that's why it's funny. That's why it's funny, Tim. The movie is that's so stupid. That's why you stupid. don't like Princess Bride, because you don't like Napoleon Wait, do you not Dynamite. like the Princess Bride? No, I, lo- I like Princess Bride. It's okay, just not go. in my top ten. Oh, okay. I totally okay. misunderstand that. Okay, and then third? Third? Yeah, I well, he did top three, and we're we're oh. crew. just well. I was in I top said, three because I had top three on a list right here. I said My top five. Actually. There, you definitely have a third though in your head. Like when you think I also like pretty much any war movie. I love those. So like Independence Day? No wait, <laughs> that's a sci-fi movie. Tim. That's like oh, a, like it? one of those oh. doomsday <laughs> movies. Wrong, it's like a doomsday movie. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's a war movie if you count War with the Aliens. Yeah, yeah but that's what I was talking about. It's more about. of like an end of the world kind of movie. Oh, okay. I thought it was a different movie. Sorry. No. Yeah, like any sort of historical war movie I love. Like, they're usually super violent. Like Hacksaw but, Ridge? Uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge is really but good it's not. It's, it's so, not in it's a... So it's in a historical way. It's not just you watch the movie because you like how action. they... 
shoot up a bunch it. of innocent people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. So I'm gonna start with three and work my way up. Ooh, the suspense. Um. Okay. Number three has to be any of the ice ages. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Preferably, <laughs> no, stop. The ice ages hey. are beating out Princess Bride. Hey, I might get I might get so much hate on this, but Tim, you already are. Fanny. We haven't even finished recording. Ice Age and you're getting Dawn hate for of it. the Dinosaurs is so okay, actually confession. I've never seen Dawn of the Dinosaurs all the way through. Dude, that one's I'm the funniest. I'm about to walk out of the Yo, studio. Ice Age 2. I enjoyed it, but Okay, you haven't seen okay, this. any of them except okay. The last one was I've really bad. That was not that good. I haven't seen the last Dawn of the two. Dinosaurs, and I think this is the right one. It's the one where the squirrel dude meets his lady friend. Oh yeah, and they be they're like dancing all everywhere. It's so funny. And then <laughs> at first they're like the, enemies because they're trying to they're trying to like fight the, over the nut. The gas the gas scene where they're doing they get in the the skeleton swing thing. That's a mammoth, and they go through the gas and. Manny's Manny's like laughing with Diego and then the what are those little are they like the rat no they're not rats what are they possums the possums sorry I, I love that movie are. so much that I don't know the animals <laughs> um, the possums are like you know I some, sometimes I wet my bed and then the other one goes sometimes I wet your bed and then they get out of the gas thing and then he's just like wait you wet my bed and then the, the other one goes, no, nah, man, it's gas talk, bro. And then they just walk, they just walk away. <laughs> the two, the two possums are just so it's dumb. It's just, I love it. And then he goes, he goes, and then I died. The, the, what's the one with the eye patch? The one that they meet in the dinosaur land or whatever. That's like it's the only the scene that I remember. His name's Buck. Buck. Is Buck. that one with, he goes, I died he goes, when I lived. He goes, and then I died. And then everyone goes, <gasps> and then he said, and then Buck says, but I lived. And then they're like, oh, like good. And they're standing, standing right in front of them telling the story. Okay. So that's number three. Number two, Inception. That movie is better. The plot is nuts. You guys in have been telling me, oh, we're going to make you watch Inception. We're going to watch so Inception. Good. We have it. You. It's literally you, in the next room over. Yeah, but you've been saying that for like eight months and we still we also haven't it. been able to find a. Uh, Maybe tomorrow oh, yeah, true. You we don't have a DVD player. DVD we'll go over player. to mom and dad's house and so watch it. So if Inception. anyone wants to donate a DVD player to the BMW students, <laughs> that would be great. Just let us know. Hit us up. Okay, and then number one has to be. Now you see me. That movie that one's pretty good. is never so seen it. crazy. Never seen it. It's crazy. I, I'm not even going to tell you what it's... If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, except for it's magicians and really cool. It's just well-made. And I think it's Lots Jesse... of irony. Jesse Einberg is really good. The casting is really great. The, the plot is great. The end is That's awesome. the one guy from that one movie and the other guy from the other movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Jesse Einberg's in Man of Steel, I just, or not Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman. Just that's actually that. Caleb. Uh, Caleb actually lied. That's his favorite movie is Batman vs Superman. That's the worst movie. That's, uh, <laughs> it's one of the wor- one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It's it's, it's so bad. bad. I'm very passionate about how bad Marvel, it is. We might do a topic later. Maybe do a top three. Why'd you say that? Marvel's so much better than DC. Anyways, all right. Well, that's top three with Christian guys talk. Now you guys know our dark secrets of our favorite movies, um, and Caleb's top that he's apparently never showed with anyone. So now you know a little more about us. So there you go. All right. Well, please be praying for us. We're going to be um, serving the Lord this week. We have to drive uh, 13 hours, I think is what it is. Something Mm, like that. I think it's it's only 11. We're leaving at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, we leave at 2.30 a.m. So just pray for safety as we 
drive and uh, just pray for... That's 2.30 uh, a.m. on Sunday morning on October 31st or November 1st. Yep. Um, whatever Sunday is. Yep. So just pray that we have many opportunities to bless people and that we'll have opportunities to share the gospel. And again, apologies because we will not have an episode released that week because... We'll be out of town. Yeah, we'll be out of town. But we'll try and get you a new one as soon as possible. Thank you for listening. God bless. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. It has been such a joy to be able to record this episode for you. We look forward to recording the next one. Follow us on our Instagram and Facebook at Christian Guys Talk. Feel free to email us with any questions at ChristianGuysTalk at gmail.com. Hope to see you again next week. Grace and peace be with you.